pretty much all the fun things in life do deplete mineral status. And then some of the really negative things like stress also really deplete mineral status. And understanding that we are a collection of that periodic table, that is what makes us up. Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high performance mind, body and lifestyle. Hi friends, today on the podcast we're going to be talking about something a little bit different. We're actually going to be talking about hair mineral testing. Now if you haven't done this before, there is a huge amount that you can find out from looking at your hair. In terms of toxicity, things like metals that have built up, in terms of mineral imbalances... Uh, in terms of your metabolism and actually whether it's working efficiently. So whether you have a slow metabolism or a fast metabolism, should I say, or somewhere in between, um, you can also find out what your adrenal function is like. And it's a very affordable test and an easy test that you can do at home. Now, this is part one in this series on hair mineral testing and, and how you can use this yourself. Uh, part two is actually going to be going through my own results. And I'm sitting down today with Barton Scott, who is a biochemist, a nutritionist and functional health expert who's based in Austin, Texas. And he's been recognized for developing a new category of mineral supplementation called stabilized nano minerals. Uh, this is upgraded formulas and they basically get their minerals to be so small that they are absorbed with ease by the blood cells in the body without having to undergo the digestion process. Uh, they're super, super effective. But the first step is actually to analyze your hair and they do that for you. They also provide consultations to understand which nutrients you need most to live your best life. And I actually met Barton. He was a fellow speaker at the Health Optimization Summit here in London back in May. We got on really well. Um, he is so super knowledgeable in this area. I think you're going to be fascinated. So get ready to take out your notebook and make some notes on this episode. Um, because he is a wealth of knowledge and everything, as he says, is elemental. So we kind of interact the or intersect uh, kind of some quantum physics there as well. Um, so Barton is a biochemist. He's the founder of Upgraded Formulas. He's also a nutritionist and a researcher. And for the last seven years, he's been working on these formulas and really is passionate about helping people address the stress of daily life, things like sleep struggles, hormonal issues, fatigue, metabolism, nutrient absorption issues, things that basically we all face in our current modern environment where we're exposed to so many things. Upgraded Formulas, his company also supports charitywater.org in the great work that they do. So this is part one where we're going to take a deep dive into what hair mineral testing is, why it provides so much value so you can really understand it. And then, as I say, part two, which is coming up in the new year, is actually going to be going through my own set of results with Barton so you can understand what the nuances of hair testing are and how to really dive deep. So without further delay, let me introduce you now to the lovely Barton Scott. So Barton, I'm so thrilled to have you here. It was really, it was amazing to meet you at the Health Optimization Summit about a month ago. And we got chatting about minerals and hair sampling. And I just, I had no idea just the kind of depth that you can go into looking at that material. So I knew I had to invite you on the show for listeners to really hear this. So first of all, a very warm welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here with you. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you here. I guess a really good place to start, I think, before we dive into the detail, because you and I are chatting and I know we can we can kind of go very deep with this and down many <laughs> rabbit holes. But let's start with how did you come to this originally? 
Yeah. So the, um, and, and before I, I jump into that, if, if you don't mind, I'll just mention for people like what this can help with. Uh, and then I'll, I'll tell you why it mattered so much and why it's been so life-changing for me and why it, why I was particularly motivated in this area and um, why I was able to use my chemical engineering background to really go deeply in here and figure out some things that hadn't been solved well before. So um, I, I have a slide uh, for the talk that I gave in London, and it's just just all the mineral deficiency related symptoms that people experience. And, and these are, I could just say really broadly to save time, like if you're having any sort of thing happen in your body that isn't to your liking, we can help with that uh, through this process because ev everything's elemental, like the whole world, you and I, our laptops that we're talking on right now, everything is elemental. So to the extent that we ignore that, we really suffer the consequences. So that could be you know, everything from headaches to constipation to low energy uh, hormones as well. Uh, the building blocks of hormones are, are elements. Um, and, and testing for it's one part of it. Having consultation is great, but then having supplements really absorb well. So that's the point. That's the understanding I got to about 12 years ago. And I realized as I was in my uh, like early to mid twenties, then finishing chemical engineering and helping my mother, I was born to older parents. So, they had two children, two, you know, my older sisters, and then a really big gap and had me in the early 40s. And um, <clears throat> because of that, I, I was helping my mom sort of slim down. She's never really overweight, but helping her slim down and things were going well. Things were improving. Um, and we were using the this hair test thing that I had found. We had done, I had done personally a lot of um, over. I don't know, 10 to 15 K in one year in testing, uh, just experimenting with a bunch of different types of tests and, and really not being satisfied with how actionable they were. I felt like, you know, I would get blood tests back and they, and it would show that I'm within range and we can talk about why that is later. Um, and even if a lot of things are wrong and what else to do about it, the, um, the other things that I realized I was personally really suffering with more and more was a lack of mental clarity. My mind had always been like nearly photographic, I would say. And that really helped a lot in, in school because you're digesting an extreme amount of information in that, that curriculum where you're getting, you know, a minor in math, chemistry, and almost in physics as well. And then you're doing the bulk of, of your degree, which is why a lot of people say it's the hardest, um, and, you know, if you don't have a particular affinity for math and it's way harder than, you know, med school or anything like that. So a lot of I guess what I'm saying is a lot of tax on on the mind. Right. And I'd been an athlete before that, um, you know, track football and then particularly wrestling where I learned supplementation as a teenager early, early on. I mean, I was supplementing probably by the time I was 12, uh, just to increase the nutrients I was getting from food because you can't just eat anything. You have to make weight, right? Mm -hmm. Just like with boxing or, or any of the other weight class sports. So that was particularly uh, difficult in training. And because of all of that, in addition to 
going to a doctor and then, you know, asking them to prescribe something similar to Adderall, which is Vyvanse, which in my case was the worst nutritional mistake I've ever made in my life because it, it's really chemically similar to cocaine, frankly. And I, I didn't know that then, that, you know, <laughs> uh, but it, it's, and although it's somehow not, they say it's not addictive, you start to get dependent on it and um, you feel like yeah, emotionally reliant on it. And it just, all of these things, I'm, I'm saying that because all, this is a, a line of awareness for people that, you know, as you're listening to this, you know, have you been an athlete? Have you sweated a lot? Have you been stressed out <laughs> either through medication or just on your own or through, caffeine, you know, too much caffeine or alcohol or all of the above? And, um, you know, pretty much all the fun things in life do deplete mineral status. And then some of the really negative things like stress also really deplete mineral status. And understanding that we are a collection of that periodic table, that is what makes us up. I really went deep into that because at that point, I already had a minor in chemistry. I'd done you know, organic chemistry, physical, quantum, all these different things. And I... Um, I had a focus with nanotechnology and, and the program. And I remember thinking, this is, God, if we can build a space elevator with carbon nanotubes, we can, I can certainly figure out how to apply this technology to supplements. And now, yeah, years later, we're seeing a lot of, like for vitamins, you see things like liposomes and things like that. And there, there wasn't really anything um, created for minerals. And what I realized was I had to get particle size really, really small. And if I could do that, and I could also make it stable so the products could have a three-year shelf life, um, or at least two, then, you know, then we're off to the races. Because what I noticed in helping my mother as she was, um, you know, really struggling with medication surgery and then eventually passing because of a, uh, an aneurysm, um, and she was otherwise like just vivacious and healthy and you know, just seeing the life really drain out of her in her, her late sixties, you know, I remember thinking like, this is, you know, she was retired. She had a pretty low stress life. You know, she had the best medical care anyone could ask for, but she didn't need that. She just needed nutrition. And, you know, the, the signs were there all along the way as they always are, as someone develops disease, whether they know to look for them or not. So she had heel spurs, bone spurs, and things like that, stiffness in her joints. Those are all around calcium calcium deposition. And you can balance that with magnesium. You can balance that with not over supplementing vitamin D. And there's a lot of different things. Um, that's just one mineral, but just that alone probably could have saved your life um, or prolonged it for a long, long time. So the, um, yeah, that you can imagine, you know, that was incredibly motivating. And then I had my own motivation, I, I realizing, oh my God, like if I don't um, if I don't figure this out, there's no way I'll achieve the things I want to achieve in life. And I like, I need the energy. I need the focus. I need the clarity. So that's, you know, that's how and why this matters so much and why I work so uh, furiously on it for the, for the last decade. So, yeah, it, it's been quite a path. And today we have, um, you know, products that really do absorb well, because that's, that's what I, I learned really mattered is that, you know, you're all the things that you care about, like, you know, the fact that you woke up three times last night uh, to toss and turn in bed, or maybe that's not an issue, but 
constipation or uh, headaches or migraines or a painful period or, um, you know, really any, truly any symptom can be traced to mineral deficiency and or heavy metal toxicity, which is something we also test for on that same test that we offer. And I noticed that, and this was really, it was a light bulb moment. It was a lot of emotions because you're on one hand, you're thankful because you know what to work on. The other part is that, well, you've been trying, <laughs> you've been taking some of these supplements that you're deficient in for over a year and a half. And in her case, three months, my girlfriend at the time, three months, her dad, three months. But <clears throat> knowing and, and realizing that then and seeing the effects of health just going down and down and down and medication making it worse, um, I, I just realized gosh, this is a problem that faced by all people, all genders, all ages. Um, and, you know, we, we need a better solution. So for about a year, I held out hope as we tried a bunch of different products, sent them off for testing in labs, like all sorts of tests of them myself, all, you know, all sorts of things. So uh, really, you know, got clear on, yes, there, this is a huge area of importance and no, there's not a great solution uh, in terms of remineralizing the body efficiently enough so that you remove the deficiency, uh, you replete the body, replenish the body, rejuvenate the body and, and the mind. And, and in the process, you get that clarity back, you, your symptoms go away, which your symptoms, you know, they're just messengers. And we, we frankly just don't speak the language of the body very well, most of us. So, especially if we're not testing, so. Yeah, super interesting, super interesting. And I mean, a tough, tough journey for you and unfortunate for your mom, as you're saying, but like many things, so much good has come out of it and the number of people mm -hmm. that you were able to help. I think, I think for people listening, they probably don't fully understand because most people now have connected <laughs> with the fact that they, they need some magnesium, right? But beyond that, they don't necessarily understand the other minerals that they need, maybe a bit of zinc, you know, some iron, things like that, but they don't know beyond that. Um, I mean, the list of symptoms that you were talking about there, almost everyone you speak to has one or more of those, right? From, mm -hmm. you know, lack of focus, mental focus at times, through to fatigue, through to low energy, um, brain fog, or even symptoms of low mood, irritability, all of these things, um, without any kind of necessarily physically obvious manifesting symptoms. How would people know, like, because I find things like that often creep up on you, right? You, um, it's almost like you become accustomed to what you feel. So you don't necessarily, it's not like one day you wake up in a really dire state, right? There's a gradual progression, as you were saying with your mom, you know, the signs are there if you know what you're looking for. Um, before we kind of get into the testing and the way you formulated these supplements to be so bioavailable, what should people be looking out for that would indicate that there is an issue with minerals? I know you, were, you, you did mention like if you're an athlete and you're sweating a lot, if you're depleting with caffeine and things like alcohol, um, but just normal life, presumably, a lot of people are uh, depleted. I think that's a great word, actually. I, the word presume is, is really spot on. Um, so it's, it's a collection of everything you just said and everything that I just said. And if you have any of those symptoms and, you know, certainly you, you want to, you know, test. And also if you want to just be optimal and you're not, you know, your sleep's pretty good and 
you have enough energy to get through the day without having to take a nap or things like that. Um, this woman, Kelly, um, so, so, well, to wrap up before I, I tell the story, I would say we, so we trademarked this phrase, which is test, don't guess. Um, and I'm surprised it was available. I know some companies use it. I'm okay with them using it. <laughs> uh, but it, it really just, it, you know, it, it was clear to me that our intuition only takes us so far and our intuition is enhanced whenever we are testing because we go, you know, I'm having these symptoms. And, and then you look up symptoms of say low sodium or low manganese or low lithium or whatever it might be, magnesium, potassium. And you go, sure enough. And then, and then you test and you go, huh, look at that. Uh, I am low in potassium. Or maybe my, maybe my potassium is artificially elevated because my body's preserving it. This is where a really great consultation comes in because people that aren't well trained in this test specifically will look at things and they'll they'll try to just diagnose off of um, off of oh well you know you're Angela you're low in these three things so let, let's get you taking those things and it it isn't that simple unfortunately, uh, but it can be made simple through a great consultation. Um, it's just, you have to take into factors and you have to ask a person question and, and listen. And when you do that, um, as a practitioner, you're able to, and we have a course to help practitioners that are interested in this too. But, you know, they, when you do that, you really serve the person uh, in the best way possible, I believe. And, and you, you go, all right, so let's triangulate, for example, that you're low in, in sodium because you're having these issues. And I see and, and talk to me about your intake of, of sea salt um, each day. Are you salting your food or were, were you, are you still stuck in that old paradigm thinking, you know, we're, where we're told for years by <laughs> studies that were funded by the big sugar industry, that salt was not good for us, yeah. uh, which is again, not your fault. Um, if, if that's currently where you're thinking it is, but it is incorrect, certainly. And it's, it's not my opinion. Um, uh, all of that is certainly true. <laughs> so I'll just pause for a sec, let that sink in. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> And that alone is just massive for your mood, your energy, like people with, they're doing everything right. will, but still have low sodium or magnesium or potassium, for example, will, will notice that they, uh, they don't feel great and they might be a little depressed or maybe very depressed. And we can talk about depression and how that is very, very linked to all of this, this whole process. So if you're feeling blue, certainly do this process. Um, and do it again and do it again and do it again as you feel better and better. But the, the change happens pretty quickly. And then it's just about optimizing it. So when we're looking at that, I mean, that is super interesting. As someone who I had clinical depression for around 10 years uh, and no one ever mentioned salt along. And this was of the this was prior to me retraining in, in, in you know, functional nutrition. I was practicing as a lawyer and I had no mm -hmm. idea. And I think one thing I would say is, What's confusing is some people wear it as a, almost a badge of honor. I don't add any salt to the food. You know, you'll hear mum say, it, and I think part of that actually is a little bit of misinformation because when, mm -hmm. you know, I know, for example, when I, when I was still a lawyer and I had my first child, 
I uh, was looking, well, how can I feed when I was weaning the baby, right? How am I going to feed him effectively? And one of the first things that you learn in that process is don't salt the food because they have immature kidney function and things. And in the first year, but then I think it almost parents become conditioned of like, oh, we should be avoiding salt. And it kind of grows from there, which probably Mm. isn't ideal. Uh, And like a lot of things, Mm. a little bit of knowledge is sometimes more dangerous than no knowledge at all. Um, mm, uh, yes. Wow. Really well said. <laughs> really well said. Yeah. Mo- most people do do well uh, or do best with at least 3,500 milligrams of sodium per day. Uh, the recommended daily allowance is 2000 uh, in the U.S., roughly that. And, you know, that's 2200 milligrams as a teaspoon. But again, don't guess test, you know, um, you know, be, be taking a quantitative approach to this, you know, and, and that that's where you get all the benefits and then your intuition improves and, and you start to unlock this, what, you know, the zone of awareness that was below the, the level of, you know, of, of your awareness, you know, and, and then you, you're able to help other people along the way. Uh, because truly whatever else you're doing, I, I don't, I don't care what anyone else is doing. If they're not doing this, they will miss things. And the reason why that is not an opinion is because this is the periodic table that we're talking about. And that is like a law of gravity. I mean, this is like Isaac Newton and Einstein talking about the, uh, you know, like relativity and, and gravity and, and, you know, just how, you know, like, what's the equation for force? Like these, (laughs) these are laws of the universe that we're just not accustomed to well yet. And yes, it can be quite simple, really, um, now with this understanding. And so can you explain for people, because I mean, it's not as well, what's what's good about this as well is it's an inexpensive and it's an easy way to test because it's a hair sample, so they can do it at home. Can you just explain why hair, first of all, for looking at this? Because I was um, I was quite mm-hmm. surprised sure. when, when you were explaining, you know, when I was looking on your website, that actually it's not just mineral deficiency and heavy metal toxicity, which I knew was possible with hair, um, but also you're looking at thyroid and adrenal and meta- metabolic health as well. Um, mm-hmm. I guess there's two questions, why hair and what will people learn from doing it? Sure. And, and hormones as well. Um, we see... So all of this gives us certain ratios, give us, give us insight into your testosterone and estrogen balance, which we all have, you know, um, true or false uh, for everyone listening. Do women have more testosterone than estrogen? So I'll just let everyone answer, you know, in their own minds. Women have roughly 10 times more testosterone than estrogen. And that is pretty important to understand. And we, we can understand that and progesterone. And the, you know, when you understand that relationship, this is where Dr. Mindy Pels got super involved with us um, and with building out a women's hormone health and fasting bundle. Uh, I think it's on the site already to, to allow people to sort of understand where that is. And we have one for men too, but the, um, the, the thing with hair that is so important to understand and blood is that with blood, so with blood, you have a day's worth of data and um, 
people mistakenly think like, oh, well, hair is in the past and blood is right now. It's like blood is you on your best behavior. Uh, <laughs> I don't know uh, what exact terms to use for a, a British audience or a partly British audience, but, um, you know, your best behavior as you're going to the principal's office for <laughs> you know, type thing. <laughs> Um, you know, it's like, or you're, you know, that, that is blood because blood is pulling. It's so important that it's pulling from your bone marrow and it's pulling from your organs, your soft tissue, other places where the body has stored nutrients to maintain an ideal pH. And we're, we're really thankful. We should be really thankful. The body is so smart to do that, but understanding that, do you also now understand that that is a really poor place to pull specifically minerals um, from and and heavy metals. So there's you know there's a study with lead for example, acute exposure experienced with lead, and I imagine it's true for many other heavy metals too. Um, after 30, 30 to thirty two days, you no longer see it at all in the blood because the body has stored it away in. Um, in the tissues because it's, it's protecting you because if your body just, uh, you know, experienced, if your kidneys, liver, et cetera, all your detox organs experience that level of to toxification, they would shut down or begin the shutdown. Um, even with, you know, so our, and our, our kidneys are really robust when it comes to, to processing a lot of salt, they can process uh, over three pounds of salt per day. So I don't know what babies can do, but I imagine it's a lot more than what we think they can, unless they've experienced jaundice or something like that growing up, right? Um, which could be, you know, very related. And so there, there's some issues there um, that are also sort of backwards. And I, I um, from what I understand, hair testing wasn't taught in medical school because the pharmaceutical companies, you know, I, I don't know if this is news for anyone or not, but pay for the curriculum um, virtually everywhere throughout the world, certainly in the U.S. and many places. And the natural result of a hair test is that um, it is you would you would quote unquote prescribe um, like minerals, <laughs> like that would be the result. And well pharmaceutical companies can't make money off of that. So there's, that's not in line with their profit incentive. So you, you have to always follow that understanding too. Um, in the same way that the sugar interests in the U S a long time ago paid for studies and they, they cherry picked uh, a lot of studies that showed heart issues um, and different issues around salt, because what they realized was when people, and I know this is heartbreaking and angering, but uh, people need to hear it, that when people eat uh, less salt, they crave, ding, 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 <laughs> any guesses for anyone listening? Sugar. <laughs> yeah. So, and you'll notice that too. Your body has a real limiting factor. I'll, I'll get back to blood versus hair in a second, but body has a real limiting factor in how much salt you're like high quality salt you're going to eat in a day. It, was, it just kind of stops intuitively. You just sort of stop. Um, 
it, it's really interesting. And then is it um, right to say that when when something tastes really salty, so you know, like if you're eating some food, you have like an mm-hmm. inbuilt regulatory mechanism. So if it tastes really salty to you, but it doesn't say, for example, to your partner, it's because actually their need is higher at that point, and you're more replete. Whereas when you're not tasting it as much, it's because you you need that. I think so. I think that is a bit of a case by case basis. Um, it's it's hard to know with extreme scientific certainty if that's the case, but it tends to make sense uh, that that would be the case. But if we could, you know, understand someone's uh, salt levels if they had just done a, a hair analysis and looked at it and, and determined. Okay, yeah, they're not eating much salt and their their levels show that they're low or their levels show that they're low or yeah, anyway. It's um it can get kind of complex. I won't go into that part yet and we can talk about your own results later on in a different show. Um but and people can, you know, check that out and get even more clarity there, but the um I I think yes is is the answer to that. And so the to understand what I was saying about blood and hair is, is really important because although blood can be good for understanding things like, you know, what's your, you know, testosterone level and, you know, some of these things like that, um, <clears throat> it is really uh, misleading. And what I've found is that by the time, based on what I just explained, by the time that a deficiency shows up in blood, we could have seen it years, I believe, even a decade in some cases sooner in hair. Um, and it, it's, yeah, it's just, you know, it's heartbreaking. It's disappointing for people that they don't have that, that knowledge sooner uh, so that they begin to do something about it sooner and be, also begin to have a better quality of life sooner, you know, like two years, three years, four years, five years, 10 years go by and they're just feeling, you know, slightly worse and worse and worse. Or maybe it's maybe they just gave birth and now they're like really struggling with postpartum depression. That's another indication that this is very the depression is very linked to your nutritional status. Because why? Well, in that case, you the mother gave away all these nutrients to build this other person, right? Elementally build, yeah. right? So of course, just like with the soil, the soil can't give to the food what it doesn't have. And we're seeing that, you know, roughly half of the nutrients 80 years ago uh, to, to today is what's in the soil. So we've seen almost a 50% reduction uh, in soils around the world that, you know, it's, I mean, it's a real issue because we're, we're monocropping. And what does that really mean? People throw that term around. Well, when you have one crop that you plant again and again and again, certain crops, you know, you, we, we say certain foods have certain nutrients like, oh, you know, eat a banana, for example, because it has potassium. Well, do you think the soil has much of, let's say it's sweet potatoes and they're known for having, you know, these three elements in it. Do you think after 12 years of planting the same crop in the same place, the soil is going to have much of that nutrient left in the topsoil? You know, so once you start to think in these terms, you go, okay, I, I like, I, I'm really clear. I get it. Uh, and then it's just a matter of, well, what do I do about it? Because the soil isn't, uh, whether, and every, I encourage everyone to eat organic and grass fed and all of these things, but that just ensures that 
luck, hopefully that the glyphosate load and the other pesticide load is low. And that's great because that's also a toxin the body would have to deal with, which would you know, certainly cause an increased need in nutrients to balance blood pH, detox, all these things, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting as well what you say there about um, depression because I think, you know, that that's certainly what happened with me is I was never expecting to experience it. And then postnatal depression after my first child then got worse. I had two kids. I think, you know, by the time I was due to return to work, I was three months pregnant with my second child. So it was very quick, two sets of C-section, wow. two children very quick. And I, that's when the depression really set in. It was actually originally I was then looking at like Googling prenatal depression, like what's going on? Can you can you be depressed in pregnancy? And obviously I was growing another baby and it was depleting me. I hadn't really got over the C-section first time. And then when I had my third child, it manifested much, much. And it became, that's when it became, you know, clinical depression, which was much harder to treat with sort of even bipolar medication. And I think no one along the way said to me, that, you know, you should really look at. It was just like, oh, it's, you know, the gynecologist was like, it's hormones. The psychiatrist was, uh, no, it's got nothing to do with this. Look at your children. You know, your youngest is now two. This is just nowhere near postnatal anymore. But no one told you. It was only when I started retraining that I started to understand how important nutritionally and how you need to build your body back up. Um, the other time that I think, though, for women that's particularly difficult, right, is around perimenopause when their hormones start to shift and they can get uncomfortable symptoms you know even things like anxiety which we know in part can be due to that drop in progesterone but also they get things like palpitations and i found magnesium is very helpful um in that respect what do you think's going mm. on there having you know looked at so many hair mineral samples and things it seems like another critical time for women in their life right Right. Absolutely. So, so magnesium is definitely a big one. Um, you know, you can, like, like I said, you know, zinc is related to, uh, testosterone and progesterone. Um, uh, so that, that's another, um, thought. So the, what's, what's interesting is that, you know, there's, when we go to quote unquote hormone specialists throughout the world, they, they it's just like a, a specialized doctor, typically, unfortunately, not in every case, but they should all be doing this in conjunction with anything else they're doing. Because if they're just, you know, quote unquote, treating someone, um, then I mean, they, and then they're not looking at this, then they're, they're only give, they only have such a narrow tool, toolbox to work with that they're going to be you know, maybe prescribing progesterone, uh, which will that help you feel better? Probably will. But is that solving the underlying problem? Well, think about, I mean, the answer there is, is of course not. But the the real thought behind it is like, let's really think on that for a sec and go, well, you know, Angela, for example, are you, you know, if we went back in time and someone was having this conversation, if they had just said, well, you know, have you ever had your testosterone, your um, your testosterone, estrogen, progesterone levels tested before? Uh, yes or no? Okay, all right. So the you know it's clear that they weren't always low. All right, so we should be able to reverse them if we understood the building blocks of them. Now, 
that especially if we could absorb the nutrients that build that make that make the these hormones right yeah. so so the building blocks of hormones one of the most important parts is is the elements the the minerals these minerals also and this was a huge light bulb moment for me years ago was understanding that when someone has mineral deficiency they accumulate toxic metals more quickly they accumulate toxic metals more quickly because the electric energy in the body is such that it's lower and it's it's a lot like if you picture a river that used to be moving really really quickly and then now it's slow what happens to the sediment in that river you know it falls out of solution mm. it's not carried along through the body so they're not you know you're not eliminating those those nutrients from the body so if someone's doing a heavy metal detox and they have low potassium levels or low potassium and low iodine levels it's likely that they won't ever truly move those heavy metals um and i i don't like chelation uh, but um this process is really powerful over time to move at the speed and match the speed of the body and get those nutrients in and those, by doing that 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 helps you detox these specific heavy metals. The other word on that that's really important to understand is, you know, imagine trying to quote unquote detox without knowing what elements, what toxic elements you need to detox. You know, that's not a very sophisticated approach if you don't have that information. If you're just doing a random, you know, 21 day cleanse, or, you know, great, you'll probably see some benefit likely because of the nutrients in those food whether it's celery or anything else um so that and and also the removal of in you know more toxic foods through that period you know you're temporarily giving your body a bit of a break there um and and we, this is true for fasting too you know, fasting is great i did a long um 11 day fast to heal a couple of injuries when i of sprinting partially pulled a hamstring and um and that just set me on this this path and then i just was checking in and i was taking water and minerals and uh, a little bit of black coffee here and there green tea here and there in the early part of the day to sort of quell hunger for first couple days and although i would say all of this like people need to have a uh, trusted practitioner and this is you know take this as you know just stories and notes but uh and really test and understand your levels um so as a as a disclaimer but i i had that information i knew that and um you know supervised would be a, a great way or guided would be a great way to do that but in the fast your body does begin to you know purge some of these these heavy metals if you're doing an extended fast and uh, so it can be a load on your detoxification organs as well so that's something else to, to be aware of. Yeah, and that also what I think is interesting as well, what I was thinking there is, you know, you, you read about there are studies that show when people do very aggressive sauna protocols to detox. Yes. And they start high dosing niacin and they do the, you know, a, a very aggressive protocol by sauna every day and really creating that flush. And there's been cases of triggering autoimmunity and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with really severe consequences for people that they don't understand. And actually it sounds from what we're saying that this would be a very good thing mm -hmm. to check before you go on anything aggressive like that, really to protect mm -hmm. your body and understand, well, well, A, what am I detoxifying and or trying to detoxify? And what have I got mineral-wise? Am I replete enough to really support that process, right? Right. 
right and for example if someone has really low sodium or their sodium to potassium ratio is really low they don't want to do any sauna uh, at least not to the point that they're sweating you could hop in get your core body temp up which helps you feel good um but the uh they're you know actually getting in there and sweating on a daily basis no uh, there's there's some really good studies that show I always think about the minimum effective dose because it is a time thing as well right if you're what if you're not having the sauna every day and still getting all the benefits so four days a week um, at 20 minutes is really the an ideal studied spot that is really really good uh, but again if you're if your sodium to potassium ratio is below like a a certain level. I'm not going to say specific numbers because I don't want people to say self-diagnose or anything. Um, but you know, because it's also the whole picture, it's not just this, then yeah, that, that is something I would not have them do. Yeah. Hmm. So that's, that's really important. Um, if your adrenals don't have the nutrients that they need, the, you know, the, and we look at this through the test too, then you know, you're not going to mobilize those toxins, even if you're you know, stimulating, you, your body will sort of get them out of the cells and then they will just go right back in because, you know, the, the flow of the river isn't, isn't constant enough. The, the adrenal activity isn't constant enough. So. And what have you found as well with people, um, for example, who it, often you see this in men, particularly when I've looked at you know, their genetic testing and they have a higher predisposition to hemochromatosis, they start to accumulate more iron mm. in the body. Um, mm. And you can see that with a blood test. Is, is this, do you see a different reading uh, when you do the hair sample or do you expect Usually, it to be the same? You, yeah, I would expect it to be the same. In that case, uh, you would see a high iron or a possibly a high iron to copper ratio. And, um, you know, giving giving blood every two to three months in that case until that is under control is great. Also, they may need to supplement copper, especially if they've been taking a lot of zinc or some zinc for a while and they don't eat foods that contain copper. Uh, it's interesting. Zinc and copper also become personality really quickly in a masculine feminine relationship that I've never heard anyone talk about and could touch on that uh, as well. Yeah. Go on. Please touch on that. So, when someone is uh, supplementing a lot of zinc all the time uh, or very often, <laughs> then they become very analytical. Zinc is, a, for that, that reason, a few others thought of as a very masculine element. Iron certainly is very masculine, uh, which probably doesn't surprise people. Copper is uh, creativity. It's very, it's very feminine. Uh, the downside to zinc and the downside to copper both both different, right? So with zinc, you have the, the ability to get overly analytical and with copper, overly creative to the point that you will start projects and not finish them. You, you won't, you'll have a lower disposition. That could be, and that's where it becomes personality. People go, oh, it's been me my whole life. <clears throat> so that's that's a big part of it. It could also be their magnesium levels are low, so they have anxiety and they, you know, it's like just tough to follow through fully. 
um, brain fog, you know, all those things. Low sodium can cause brain fog as well. So all of these elements work together. And it's not any one element being low. It's it's that whole picture, which you don't. That's the other reason with with blood, you only ever really get individual levels of things. You don't see them in relationship to each other. And, you know, it, it can be very dangerous if someone has a low level of iron and they have anemia symptoms, but maybe their copper level is just off the charts low uh, for any number of reasons. And then they start, what they start doing, they start supplementing iron and then they push the copper out of their body and they get in a, a very dangerous state that I'm, I'm certain that plenty of people have died from that we just, you know, like the doctors never prescribed a, or never issued a, a real reason, didn't understand the real reason why people died. So, it, you know, it's just a really important thing to understand. That's why I say no matter what else you're doing, any other type of testing, any other type of supplementation, this is... This is elemental. <laughs> um, yes, interesting. And, uh, absorbing interesting the nutrients is um, really powerful. About testosterone there, because with zinc and it being more masculine, because in women mm. with PCOS and you supplement with zinc, actually often you'll see an improvement in kind mm. of testosterone-driven symptoms like acne and hirsutism mm. and things. Mm. Um, but you're saying yeah. it can also, but it's it supports in men healthy testosterone levels. It, it supports it in both, you know, what you're saying there in my mind is very like, that's very in, in line with what I'm saying. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's a both, not a either or type thing. And it, it certainly helps both men and women. I mean, I, I can take a woman and make her, you know, outwardly seem more, uh, more masculine or more, more feminine. Um, you, yeah. You, I guess uh, in one example like imagine a guy that is supplementing a lot of zinc already masculine it can be become easily analytical to the point that it's difficult to connect emotionally so this is how and then over time maybe that wasn't the beginning of the relationship over time started supplementing this or a woman that you know was higher copper feminine you know the relationship starts out one way and then you have this whole other thing that happens and are quite literally, you know, becoming uh, different people in the process, and maybe they're both supplementing in the opposite directions. Uh, she's taking copper supplementation, and uh, he's doing zinc, and they're you know, kind of pulling apart. Or she's doing a lot of zinc, and he's eating a lot of foods that contain a lot of copper, and maybe supplementing things that have copper or copper directly. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of and and not eating much iron-containing food and you know, oh, this, it's really interesting how how these things can shift. It's really interesting. And I guess, you know, when you're talking there, uh, you mentioned like quantum chemistry and quantum physics and just everything being elemental. I mean, have you found then that this getting these mineral balances, like, you know, a lot of people are talking about, you know, the law of vibration, law of attraction, what your frequency is and how you can attract things into your life. How much would you tie this in? I know it sounds a bit woo, but it just strikes me. It's quite interesting. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's hugely, it's hugely connected. It, it is the, the science of that, that you're talking about. It, it's absolutely that. <laughs> yeah, certainly. 
um, when you don't have the mental clarity to to put yourself out in the world and let's say what would have required for you to attract that thing was you be have enough energy to to feel extroverted and go out and enjoy this some social get together which would have which le- ends up leading to this relationship or this um business connection or whatever it is um yeah i mean it absolutely has uh, not only has the power but you know is um what drives us um because it, it's building blocks of hormones and you could say that hormones and neurotransmitters drive us right building blocks of that as well so and yes you need good fats too and yes you you know amino acids but ultimately all food uh, all amino acids everything have a basis in elements right so because it's the periodic table again there's no other nutrients uh, or no other things on the planet except for that periodic table that we've you know that we're quantifying so that is uh when you start to look at it through that lens things get you know pretty clear i would say you know and then it's just a matter of i call it a spiral upward a tightening effort tightening spiral as long as you're contending continuing to test we recommend quarterly i do it you know as often as every two months because an inch of hair is about six to eight weeks of data so yeah for and that can come from underarm pubic scalp as well so yeah you're you're doing uh hair and there's a video on the site but you can take it from multiple different places so it doesn't show uh obviously that's how people do it you know uh, um yeah, taking out get big some, junk out on that, yeah, yeah. yeah no that, yeah. that that would never be the way to do it because people wouldn't want to do that right um unless they were like about to cut their hair really short or something but you know uh, you know the nape of the neck usually um you can cover up spots really easily and you just take small amounts you know i always say like uh like in calculus you talk about the limit going to infinity um so in this case if the or the limit going to zero this you know imagine if you took two hairs you know from a spot you know would you notice that Okay. Well, if you took two hairs from 30 spots, um, then you wouldn't notice that either. Um, now you, you can be more aggressive with it and then only take care from say five places and then you have enough for the sample and there's instructions on how to do that. So anyone that really cares enough will find a way to do it. Uh, and it, yeah, I highly suggest it because it's life changing. Yeah, no, it is. And I'm, and I'm keen to do it. So we kind of, so what we'll do is, because you've explained, I think, got everyone very interested on definitely why they should be doing it and how often and how really to optimize. And as you say, it is super easy. And I think without doing it, we're easily missing things. And then I think you're going to come back and talk about how we address it, right? And have a look at my mm-hmm. results and then mm-hmm. the bioavailability of the formulas that you've created, which are pretty special. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd love mm-hmm. you to come back and do, um, Barton. Uh, if that's okay with you and then we can Absolutely. we can take everyone through my results i'm kind of intrigued <laughs> yeah it's great that's um that's great for you to offer that and yeah i'm happy to come back on and, and talk some more about it um i've done that before and it's i think it really for anyone that this wasn't clear enough or that that really helps um 
to understand. And then you see a before and after test and you go, oh, okay, so here's how I've improved. Uh, for example, uh, this woman I was on with yesterday, we looked at her results and she's like, I, I have, it's been several weeks and she's already gone through the consultation with our team. And so this was, this was really just kind of a, um, you know, talking through, all right, yes, here's why you're feeling a lot better. And here's the things they probably told you to talk about or to work on and how to work on them. And also it was great to hear her talk about like, Hey, it's only been a couple of weeks and my brain fog was sometimes um, something like a six out of 10, 10 being dementia, she said, <laughs> and uh, one being, you know, like your brain works as well as you'd like it to. Uh, she's like, there's sometimes, and, and she's incredibly smart. I've known her for years. Um, she's like, I'll be honest. There's sometimes it's like a six or a seven and it's, it's uh, so much better now. And, um, you know, it's just about staying consistent. And the analogy I would offer as we sign off is, you know, imagine you're, you're doing a road trip. Um, how often you're in your car how, or even just like uh, driving 20 miles to, to a place you haven't been before, how often do you look at the navigation at the GPS? You know, is it once? Is it not at all? Is it 20 times in an hour? It's probably like 20 times in an hour is about what I would, I would say, uh, because you're going, oh I, oh, I need to turn in three miles and then you turn and then you need to turn again in you know, another mile or half mile. So what am I saying there? Well, that's that's your your test. That is your roadmap. Mm. So that yeah. without that, you're just blindly you supplementing and guessing. And yeah, yeah, you know, and so actually, and actually, quite dangerous. I mean, from what you're saying as well, to just start to a lot of people have begun sort of playing with different minerals and supplementing. And as you say, there's ratios of different things that are important to get yeah. right. So I think testing is key. Yeah. Um, where can people go and find out more about you in the meantime before we come back for part two and everything you do and the formulas and things you've mm -hmm. created? Sure. Um, if you want to just follow me directly on Instagram, ask Barton, B-A-R-T-O-N. And uh, of course, the website is the, the best place to go to for people to get what they need. Upgradedformulas.com that you mentioned earlier. And um, yeah, we can even you know give people a code if on their first purchase, I'm happy to do that as well. So okay, just let perfect. me know. Yeah, let's do that. And then and, we'll uh, pop it in the show notes. Sure. Yeah. Fantastic. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you all for listening. I hope you got a lot out of this. This has been really my life's work to this point. And uh, I'll be working on a book. that will be out later this year with a little bit of luck. So um, awesome. yeah, it's just onwards and upwards. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much, Barton, for coming and sharing all of that. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for part two. So thanks again. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, it was great to come on with you. Thanks for the, the opportunity. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body and lifestyle.